Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blind Donkey Runner podcast. On this week's episode, I have two awesome guests for the show. First, I have Coach Clayton Morris, uh, head coach at West Carroll High School in Atwood, Tennessee. And then I have Coach Darren Bowling uh, in his first year also as head coach at Murray High School, um, home of the Tigers. West Carroll's the War Eagles. Um, I hope you enjoy these two awesome conversations as much as I did doing these interviews. And go War Eagles, go Tigers. Hey, Coach. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, so I got a few questions for you. So um, how was That's it? Fine. We got time. How did it feel to uh, be the head coach for the first time? I'll tell you, it was it was a little crazy, to be honest. Um, there's a lot more that goes into uh, a Friday night than just what you see for four quarters. And then even within those four quarters, there's a lot more going through your mind as a head coach than just a coordinator or an assistant coach. So it was a it was definitely a learning experience. Started, you know, of course, the whole week, but but really Friday about one thirty in the afternoon. And it didn't feel like it ended till about 3 a.m. <laughs> Saturday morning. But uh you know, it was a learning experience, and I'm glad I got to experience it and hope to uh, learn and grow from it. Um, how do you think your team performed offensively and defensively? You know, I, as a whole, I really felt like our team battled. Uh, you know, you give really a, a shout-out to Brewston and their program. And Coach No did a great job of getting that, that team to bring a lot more fight than I, than I think we were prepared for that I gave them credit for, and that starts with me. There's a lot of pride in that program. For those that don't know, the Bruce and Hall Rock Central High School, they, that's where uh, Patrick Willis went to high school at. So some people may know, some of your listeners may know that name. Um, he was a linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. So they, they've had some success in, in years past, and there's a lot of pride there. And like you find with most of your small rural West Tennessee schools, and uh, they battled, and our kids battled. Uh, they fought hard. It was Ugly on both sides of the ball, which is to be expected for the first game. You know, offense uh, a struggle a little bit with mainly penalties, and we had some good drives. It wasn't that we were just stagnant. Uh, we would kill ourselves on drive. We just couldn't finish drives, especially in the uh, second and third corner. Uh, I think we had about 130 yards worth of penalties, which killed our offensive drives. But defensively was not bad. I really felt like we did a lot better job of setting the edge than we did in the Jamboree. Um, still some things to clean up there, but I thought they flew around and was physical, and we made plays when we had to, especially there at the end of the game. Um, what do you think you guys need to improve on defensively and offensively? Defensively, it's still our perimeter run fits. Uh, we're still fitting on the edge a little flat, what I call giving a shallow porch or short porch that, you know, for your upper upper level ball carriers could could really bounce things outside and, and make us pay, you know, with, with some speed. And we're going to play some of those teams uh, as we move through the season. Uh, and, and secondly, they're uh, defensively, our, our middle linebackers have got to do a better job of reading their keys and seeing what the, you know, what the offensive guards are telling you. Uh, nine times out of ten, offensive guards are going to take a middle linebacker to the play. And, and we didn't do a good job of reading those. We got better as the night went on. But early, I'm not real sure where our eyes were. Again, that, those kids are young. They're sophomores. They're, they're learning as they go. Um, so they'll, they'll be better this week. I really do think that. And then uh, 
50-50 balls. If you think back to when you were interviewing us for the first time in Murray in the playoffs last year, I think me and Coach Hodge both talked about 50-50 balls. You have to win 50-50 balls on offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got to do a better job about that on defense. Brucen had a couple of completions that I would consider 50-50 balls that we should have come down with or at least uh, deflected it, and we didn't. Um, so we need to you know clean that up, and that goes into offense. First thing we need to do offensively is win 50-50 balls. Uh, if the ball hits our hand, we need to catch those, whether it's contested or not. Secondly, uh, it's up front for us. I think we talked about it back in the uh, in the preseason when you when I was on your show. Uh, we talked about our O line play, how it's going to be pivotal for us. And I thought we started out well, uh, but we kind of lulled there in the middle of the game and then picked it back up again there towards the fourth quarter. Uh, I didn't feel like we got as much movement as we as we should have. Uh, and that's twofold. We were high, number one, and Brewston was lower and fighting harder than I think our guys were, were prepared for. Um, and outside of that, it's just trusting it offensively. And that's from a coaching staff all the way down to the players on the field. Trust what we're trying to do. Trust the game plan. And, and then when the adjustments come, trust the adjustments and let's see what happens. And I, and I really expect our offense to take off and have a lot better week this week. Um, how did it feel for your team? How how'd the guys react to the – the end of the game, that fumble return for a touchdown. Man, it was it was chaotic, and and it was, you know, it was. <clears throat> I, as you can imagine, I, and I think if you think back to again the playoffs, the first time I talked to you, we talked about how me and Coach Hodge both have this bad condition of just terrible headaches and migraines on the sideline, especially in those games with the anxieties high, the tensions mm-hmm. high, and man, I was battling one bad, like that, one of the worst ones I've had in years. And uh, and when when that ball came out, I was just hoping that we fell on it. You know, <laughs> I was just hoping that we recovered because Brewston was driving. Uh, they were they were they were making a late a late push there with just seconds left. And and at that point, I was just hoping the way things had gone, I was hoping we'd fall on it and that bit kind of be it, and we get into overtime and kind of regather ourselves. And next thing I know, Seth scooped it up and he's got a lot of green in front of him. He, he you know he did what was right, he was scoop it and let's go try to score and. And man, it was it was one of those storybook endings for a defensive football player. You know, you can't uh, you don't get a whole lot of praise on scoring, but but man, that was big and and it was chaotic and and it was kind of a big relief. And then I thought to myself, man, we just battled a really really tough fight that I don't think we really were expecting. And and so hopefully we grow from that. How did the community react around you guys? It, it's it's been a it's been a lot of feedback, you know. Of course, Brewston's a, a uh, it's a rivalry game. They're in the same county, similar size schools, so there, there's a lot of uh, tension between the two programs. Have been for years. Um, you know, the community was happy to win. They were happy to see the kids fight, but at the same time, you know, the same thing with me. We don't want our 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 expectation level to be where we struggle for for those wins. And 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 I think that you know, I was like, hey, we're happy you got a win, but you know, there's going to be some teams we play later. It's going to bring a little bit more firepower, and they are correct. And and so while we as a community and a program and as a coaching staff and even the kids would tell you if you talk to them, we are um, very, you know, excited that we won that game. But at the same time, we were eager to get back to work. We've had a good few days of practice thus far because um, we know we're capable of so much more. We know we're capable of doing a lot better things than what we did on Friday, and we're, we're eager to, to go out and, and have a chance to prove that this coming Friday. Now, is Brewston a region game for you guys? It is not. They're actually in the other 1A region. So oh, okay. it's weird how the regions are drawn up this year. They're extremely close, like 30 minutes from us. 
they're mm-hmm. in the complete opposite region. Oh, okay. Um, going to this week's game, who do you guys have this week? We have Gleason this week, uh, which is another non-region game, but it's a 1A, 1A game. And uh, Gleason is, at least they were before I went to Murray, they, they used to be the smallest high school in the state of Tennessee with a high school football program. And wow. if they're not the smallest still, they're, they're dang close to it. Uh, but one thing that Coach Lampkins has been there since before I went to Murray, he's been there uh, probably between eight and ten years. And, and he's always done a very good job about getting the most he possibly can out of very low numbers and very few athletes. Uh, they, they, they play extremely hard, a lot harder than, than most people think. And if there's one thing I remember about um, – Gleason before I went to Kentucky was how physical and, and how relentless they were. Um, and, and those are things that you can't, you can't simulate in practice and you can't take for granted when you're preparing. I, if I'm not mistaken, they just uh, put it on Fulton County this past year. Yeah, they did. They did. And I haven't had a chance to talk to coach Bridges yet over at Fulton County to see, you know, kind of get his take on it. It's been a crazy week. You know, we're battling COVID again and, and those oh. guidelines and protocols both in the school and, and within the program, and so there's been a lot of administrative stuff going on this week, and I haven't had a chance to talk to Coach Bridges, but yeah, I, I know that uh, I've got that film and I watched, and Fulton County played them tough there for about a quarter and a half, and when the floodgates opened, you know, just like we've talked about before, sometimes when you get caught in that quicksand, it's real hard to get out, and unfortunately for Fulton County, once they got in that quicksand, it, it snowballed on them quick, and it got out of control, but Gleason looked sharp. They, they had a lot of passion, a lot of fire. It was evident to see, and and so uh, they're going to they're gonna bring a different type of battle to us this week than, than uh, we had last week. What challenges do you uh, think that Gleason's going to bring to you guys? They've got a couple of linemen that are extremely massive. And, and when I mean massive, I don't mean so massive that they can't move. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually can move fairly well. And if they get their paws on, on guys, they're going to they're gonna put them flat back. They're going to pancake them. And, and they love it. And it's kind of those old school mindset linemen. You know what I mean when I, when I say that? That they just love putting people on their backs. Uh, the quarterback is, is a big kid. Uh, he's not as big as Dresden's quarterback that Coach Hodge has over there. But he's a decent-sized kid. He's a good game manager. He reads things well. He's very decisive when he pulls the ball and takes off with it. And the running back is, 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 is quick. He's not overly big. Uh, but he, he makes quick cuts. He, he makes good reads. And, and again, they just got some size that they just play hard. And, and they don't have a lot of depth, but it doesn't seem to bother them. They just know that's who they are. They know that's what they are. And they're going to go out and lay it all out. And, and uh, they're going to do just enough to make plays. They, they, they load the backfield up. And they'll do tight end sniffer, tight end wing, and, and pull guards and pull the wing and pull the tight end and try to get up in a B or C gap and kick down or kick out and block down and lead up and this, you know, old school big boy football, come get you some. Um, now this is kind of off topic, but you shared something about uh, Waverly Tigers uh, football. They're full. Yes. They're flooded. Yes. Did you guys have any stuff around you guys or we, we did not. And, and, and that's what caught me off guard so much about that whole situation is, uh, you know, I knew it was a chance of rain, but it completely bypassed us while we were in Brewston or even Saturday in South Fulton where I live. There was no uh, no rain that day either. Um, if it did rain, I didn't know it rained. Um, and my wife Saturday started talking about the flood, and I don't know why I was thinking like it was, uh, you know, somewhere on the East Coast where one of those tropical storms may have landed or made landfall or something. And then she started mentioning a couple of campgrounds around that area in Waverly and those counties. 
uh, in particular Piney and different places. And, and uh, I said, wait, are you talking about Tennessee? And she started showing me and, and, and it's real close to where we are here in West Carroll. And, and it's a, it's a well-known community in that middle North, uh, Northwest Tennessee or middle, middle West Tennessee area there along the river. And, and man, they've, they've been devastated in that community, a couple of counties. They, I think they ended up getting a little over 18 inches of rain in a 24 hour period. I think it was, uh, I think it was around 12 to 13 inches in a 12 hour period there. Uh, a lot of water in a short amount of time and nowhere for it to go. That area has got a lot of rocky ground, uh, mm-hmm. not real poor soil and it kind of just stockpiled on them. So for your listeners, you know, if you, if you see anything links to donate or send supplies or, or even just thoughts and prayers, that that's a, that's a hardworking community and, and, and a lot of good people and, and they've lost everything, you know, not just athletic facilities, but there's been, you know, I think it's 300 plus buildings, if not 500 plus buildings that are destroyed along with, you know, death. And I think there's still three or four people missing from that. Um, so yeah, you know, for you, I ask your listeners to keep, keep the, the, not just Waverly, but that entire area, I think it's Humphreys County in that area, um, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. They're going through something that you wouldn't expect to see in, uh, in West, uh, West middle Tennessee. Now I saw something, um, there was some flooding for Montgomery and Stewart County up, I think it's Clarksville. And my friend said that the low lying areas were getting it, but most people were okay up there. So yeah. Yeah. And, and there's some areas around here in that area. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's some really extremely low areas and that it's not uncommon for those areas to flood. I don't know how bad they flooded, but the areas that flooded over in Humphreys and Waverly in that area, um, it's not typical that they flood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that you've seen the pictures on, on my Twitter that I shared um, that football field's completely underwater. And, um, the night before Friday night, they actually played a football game there. Uh, I think it was Waverly and Camden played there uh, the night before. So, you know, in a matter of 12 hours, that, that went from a game, a high school game, to completely uh, completely underwater. So, again, they're going through a tough time there. And, and it's a prideful community. You know, they're not asking for help, but I think they've been overwhelmed with, with the amount of help and support that the area has given them and, and the amount of, you know, reaching out and, and, and everything that they've received. I think they're very grateful. Well, let's end this interview on a more happier or funny note. Um, how was it in the Jamboree against Coach Hodge? Hey, oh, well, <laughs> Coach Hodge got the best of me there. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be real honest, and, and I, think, I think it was very good for me as a young head coach to experience what we experienced for multiple, multiple you know, facets, and I'm going to kind of expand on it here if you don't mind. Number one, you know, I've been wanting, um, I've been wanting our kids to kind of get punched in the mouth, so to speak, to taste some adversity. And I knew, you know, with working with Coach Hodge as long as I had, I knew what he, you know, believed in, what his philosophy was, and how he was going to have his kids playing. And man, they bought into it. Um, they were playing real physical, and they kind of got after us. And we didn't respond real well in that first quarter. Um, things went against us, and things kind of went for Dresden. And we played better in the second quarter, but I think the more important thing that I learned in that game, I allowed outside factors to weigh on my mind more than what was happening in between the lines. Um, I was I was wrapped up in ultimately things that didn't necessarily matter instead mm-hmm. of focusing on my team and, and, and the preparation that day, that night, uh, and, and everything that went with the game, you know, not only was Hodge there, you know, my old team at Murray was there. They played the game before us. 
Uh, I had some people I worked with in the past that are now coaching in Henry County. They were there. So I had a lot of people there that was kind of my first debut as a head coach. And I think I was on my mind more than it should have been. Um, but in hindsight, I'm kind of glad I got that out of the way. You know, I, I, when I walked off that field, I realized that, that I was probably focused on the wrong things um, for, for, for being a head coach. And, and uh, luckily, I, I feel like I did a little bit better job of getting that fixed last week. And every week, I hope to get a little bit more uh, in, in tune with, with what it takes to be a head coach. But it wasn't fun going against Coach Hodge. I'm going to be real honest. And not, not just because he beat us, and I think he'd be the same way if the shoe was on the other foot. It's, I, 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 I admire that man a lot. And, and me and him still are thick as thieves. I mean, we, we're extremely close. And um, we help each other. We work with each other. We talk to each other. And, and I don't think that's ever going to go away. And it's hard going against somebody that you would consider one of your best friends, not only in the profession, but just in life itself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I wish nothing but success for him. And, and I do miss working with him. And I, but we still have our conversations. But, yeah, it's, it wasn't an enjoyable experience. I'll, I'll say that. That was not something that I'm ready to do again. Selfishly, I'll ask another question. Um, Go ahead. What did you think of Murray? Did, have they changed much? Did you? Yeah, so they're, they're doing a little bit different philosophy as far as who they are. Um, they're they're kind of really installing that triple option old school triple option which their head coach has been known for running for a long time he's won state titles he's been successful with that 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 philosophy and and it but it's a different type of team and and uh they look to be playing really hard one thing that popped out is they still love to be physical and that's going to bode well for them with coach bowling there um you know some of those younger classmen that really enjoyed being physical um, it was it was good to see that. Um, I think I think Murray can still surprise some people in, in a different way with a different look this year. And and if they stay the course, if they trust the process and, and buy into what Coach Boland's doing, uh, they could be a very hard team to handle, especially in two A in Western Kentucky running that option. But it was good to see those kids. And, you know, that's why we, uh, you know, we, that's why we should do what we do as coaches is, is mm-hmm. relationships with the kids and growing those kids and. And those kids meant the world to me, and they still do. And that was hard. You know, that was the hardest part about leaving them was the relationships I had with the ones that were still there. And and uh, so it was good to see them again and, and watch them just compete. And and ultimately, that's what I want them to do. I just want them to play the game and love the game and represent themselves and the program and the sport well. And so it was great to be able to see that. They missed out on their opportunity uh, for a COVID cancellation against Crittenden County. Uh, this past Friday, they have uh, Crosstown this week. with. They uh, sure do. So it's going to be a very interesting debut for the new era at Murray High School. I'm going to be very interested to see how that unfolds. Callaway just was defeated this week, 31-13 to by Henderson County. And that's kind of – I kind of saw that coming. Yeah, you know, Henderson's a very good program. It's one of the bigger schools in western Kentucky and, and, and just a little bit further uh, east there. And so it was uh, – you know, there's different ways to look at that, but I, I think Callaway could possibly be sensing that they're going to get Murray just maybe the year that they need to. And mm-hmm. so, you know, Murray may get a little bit of fight out of him. Callaway always fights in a cross-down, you know, classic. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what happens there because it is a pride thing. And, and Murray puts a lot of pride in that game. And I don't think it matters what they're doing offensively, defensively, who the coach is. It's, that's bragging rights, you know, and, and well, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a big game. So I'm excited for them. I'm excited to see how that unfolds. It's probably the uh, second most important game on my mind Friday night with the first being ours with Gleason trying to become 2-0. and um, If people want to listen to or watch the West Carroll-Gleason game, um, it is at home, correct? It is at home. Yes, sir. it is at home. 
and we've and we've kind of started a cool thing. Uh, our we have what's called War Eagle Radio Network. You may have seen uh, seen me kind of share some things on uh, on both Facebook and Twitter. If not, I'm going to start doing a better job of that. But our our radio uh, broadcasters, of course, they broadcast the radio on, on a couple different stations. They also broadcast it online. But they also started back in January with a YouTube channel. And so they're actually stream the game and the broadcast at the same time on YouTube, on their YouTube channel. So I'll be sure I share that out on Twitter and I'll tag you in it, uh, that, that, that YouTube page. So for your listeners that may want to watch or, or if they don't have anything else going on and they want to watch a high school football game or somewhere they may not be able to get to, uh, they can hop on the YouTube channel and watch, uh, watch the first home game here for West Carroll. Awesome. Well, Coach, I look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks. I've really enjoyed this, and go War Eagles. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. And anytime you send me a message, you got my number. We can make it happen. I enjoy doing this. All right, Coach. Good luck on Friday night. Yes, sir. Thank you. Be good. Thank you. You have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Next up on the podcast is Coach Darren Bowling of Murray High. Hey, Coach Bowling, how you doing tonight? Hey. How you doing tonight? <clears throat> Can you hear me? Uh, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Okay. Uh, how about now? Uh, rats. Let me see. Can you hear me? Still having a little trouble, but I can hear you a little bit. Let me see. Let me see if I can go outside and if it's better out there. I always have some kind of issues. Can you hear me better out here? Coach? Yeah. Can you hear me better out here? Yeah, I can. Okay, cool. Um, so I figured for the people who don't know who you are, who listen to the podcast, I figured we could start off with a little bit of uh, who you are and how you ended up at Murray. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's, that's a deep question. It goes a long way. Um, you know, I've been coaching for 30 years and uh, been very blessed to have, have some uh, really good football players uh that come through my programs and and uh had some successful teams that, that played well together and and so uh you know through that um when this job opened up at murray uh it kind of checked all my boxes it was it's a football school it's a football community it's a um you know a close-knit family type atmosphere and and uh the small town environment that, you know, people come out and really support the football program and everything. And so, uh, they like to run the football and, and it just kind of boxes. And then I felt like I needed to at least come talk to them and talk to them. And it just seemed like it was something that, you know, was meant to be. And, and so here I am. Yes, sir. Uh, that's part of the reason I started following Murray. Uh, well, 
Murray State and then Murray High because I just felt like even from down here in Georgia, I felt like they were a family community. It is. It's very family friendly. And I tell you, I can't say enough about Murray. Uh, the people here are great. And I haven't met anybody yet that are a graduate of Murray High School or, you know, work, come back to work in Murray. Even people that, that leave Murray when they retire, they come back to Murray. Everybody loves Murray, Kentucky. And, and they love uh, Murray High School and, and, and Murray State University. And so, uh, kind of the, the the feel that you got is exactly correct, and, and you can't really uh, understand it. It's just uh, something in the atmosphere here where they uh, you just have a, a sense of family when you're at Murray. Yes, sir. Um, now, getting to football, uh, you guys had a scrimmage uh, a couple weeks at, at a couple weeks ago at Bethel, correct? Yeah, we had a little uh, jamboree, Henry County jamboree at Bethel. Sure did. Um, now, I know uh, I talked to Coach Morris over at West, West Carroll a couple of days ago. I know they faced Dresden. Who did you guys play? We played Stewart County. What What did you learn from about your team offensively and defensively for that night? Uh, you know, it answered a lot of questions for us, and that's really what, what it was all about, just going into that. We weren't. You know, we didn't game plan for it or anything like that. We just uh, trying to get better at us and working. You know, we only had a short period of time to get ready for it. And so, uh, you know, we just wanted to see who could play, who could, you know, who was ready and uh, who was going to step up when, when the time came and stuff like that. And that, that was kind of what you look for in those kind of deals. And it's not about winning or losing at that point. You're just trying to – get people on the field and, and, and see what they can do and what they're capable of. Right. Um, now, I know Murray's been a running school, but um, what style of offensive do, uh, do you like to run for with Murray this year? Yeah, like like I said, uh, that was one of the big, you know, tangents for me is just the fact that, you know, I know Murray is tradition. It's a tradition school. I mean, uh, we're still playing at the uh, – the same Ty Holland Stadium that was built in, in 19, early 1900s. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful stadium and a great atmosphere there. It's a very historic stadium, and, and, and they, love their, they love their history and love their, their Murray football from, from the beginning of time. And, and they are a run-oriented style of football you know uh and so i'm a triple option guy i'm a flex bone guy and uh you know that's something that you don't really want to go behind a, a pass happy um tony franklin style system or whatever and come in with the running attack that i use because you know people uh you've got your two styles of football and, and murray is more uh toward my style now if my dad ever hears this interview he's gonna he's gonna jump on me but i used to, i used to love the triple option when it was a georgia tech so i love that offense yeah yeah well that's that's the same you know we we run a lot of the same stuff uh the same look and uh you know we i've been doing that for for a number of years now and it's been good to me and been, been pretty successful with it so uh that's what i enjoy and and uh 
I was actually throwing the football around back in my younger days when everybody else was running wishbones and uh, Maryland eyes and single wings. I was I was throwing the ball, and then when everybody started throwing it, <laughs> I went back to the running game. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, now, what style of defense are you guys running this year? We're a four-two-five team. I mean, uh, we base out of four-two-five. It's hard to say in, in today's offenses, you know, what you run on defense because you have to adjust to every formation. There's so many formations and so many things that they try to, to throw at you now personnel-wise and stuff like that that you have to be able to adjust. Your defense has to be able to adjust and has to be able to bend and not break. And, and so, uh, But we base out of a four-two-five. Now, I know this week is Crosstown Classic, and it's it's huge. What's the vibe in the community you're getting on for this? How excited the community is for this Friday night? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, it's they're ecstatic about it because I mean, last year was COVID year, and and uh, you could only have so many people in the stands if you even got to play. And so, I think the people are hungry for football. They're hungry for a football season and a and a packed stadium and and cheerleaders and band and and everything else and so i think it's really going to be a great atmosphere uh and uh you know i think it's going to be a great football game and this year they get to uh, have it at roy stewart stadium which is a cool environment as well oh absolutely you know that, that's good because i really feel like uh we might need the extra room you know because <laughs> because of what i said you know people i think they're stir crazy and i think they uh missed football season last year being able to pack the house and so I'm, I'm hoping that that uh both schools bring a lot of people and and uh, it'll be a great atmosphere um talking about callaway county what uh challenges do you see the lakers bring it to uh your tigers offensively and defensively uh, they do a good job i mean that coach champion does a good job with them um and they you know they're, they're a much better football team since uh he he came and you know past couple of years he's, he's done a good job with them and and I think they're going to continue to get better. Uh, you know, they're, they're big up front. It's got some really good linemen up front. Uh, quarterback throws a really good ball and, and has has good, you know, he, he's able to run as well. And so, you know, you can't necessarily just uh, – you're going to have to work on containing him and not let him get outside the pocket. At the same time, if you put too much pressure on him, they're real good at their screen game and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that as well. So – uh, there's a lot of good challenges for us there, uh, from a defensive standpoint, just being able to hang with those, hang with those receivers and those routes and the screens and tunnels and middle screens and bubbles and stuff like that, that they like to do. And, and, uh, uh, offensively, you know, we're, we're going to have to number one, try not to make many mistakes and, and number two, not turn the ball over and, and, uh, try to, try to hang on to the football and establish some, some drives to take some time off the clock and uh, keep the ball out of their hands. Um, I know this is all random, but um, you mentioned your running game. Last year you had the three-headed monster of uh, Sokolowski, Dijon Miles, and Brendan Dank. Uh, who's going to be the running backs back there behind Sokolowski? Well, I mean, he, he number one, he's kind of the – the general out there, field general on the field, and and uh, got Andrew Orr at the B back, which is you know he's he's, he's going to be the banger inside. Then we got Xavier Biggers and and Noah uh, 
on the A backs that have some really good speed and, and can make some moves and, and make some things happen on the corners, on the edges. And so uh, that's four people that, that, you know, the ball could go to. And, and uh, uh, so, it, you know, I feel like we're, we're going to come into the game with some threats as well. Uh, so, um, you know, just depends on, like I said, if we, if we take care of business and, and, uh, don't make a lot of mistakes. I think we're going to be okay. I just, you know, I'm a little concerned about first game. Uh, you know, Callaway's got one game under their belt. And so uh, those first game mistakes, they've already made those and had time to correct them. And we haven't had that first game yet. We had to take the forfeit from last week because uh, of COVID. And so uh, we didn't get to play. And so uh, just getting that first game, mistakes we, we can't have that we can't have that in a game like this this week so we, we just we really wanted to play somebody last week before this game just to uh have a test run type deal but uh you know hey it, it is what it is and covid is what it is and we got this stuff going on and, and just hopefully we'll be able to play the season this year and be able to have fans in the stands for the whole year and, and uh, that's all you can pray for right now Yes, sir. Uh, I was really excited for that Crittenden-Murray uh, matchup because those are two powerhouse teams. Yeah, yeah, and I know Crittenden got the best of them last year, and so we were we were excited about having an opportunity to play them because I knew that would be a real good test for us. It would, it would kind of give me a measuring stick of uh, what we're going to face, you know, the rest of the season. Me coming into Kentucky, I know a few schools, but I don't know exactly – you know, everything about the schools and, and the competition that we'll be facing. And I thought that game would kind of give me a, a good measuring stick to, to what kind of competition we were going to see this year. Yes, sir. Now, um, I got a few random questions, uh, just uh, rapid-fire questions, and uh, they're kind of cool. So um, what advice would you give to a first-year football player, middle school, high school, you know, the biggest thing is care about the game. You know, care about it. If you don't put your heart and soul into it, uh, you're never going to achieve, you know, your goals and expectations in, in football. It's, it's a sport that's very demanding, and, and you really have to be committed to it to, to be successful at it. And so that's, that's the first thing I would talk to them about is just putting their heart and soul into it. Um, now I know you've been around the South, you coached in Mississippi, you coached in Tennessee, and now you're coaching in Kentucky. What's the best Southern saying you've ever heard? Uh, it's football, y'all. <laughs> yep. I agree. Um, I know you've only been in Murray for a little bit, but what's the best place you found to eat in Murray? Uh, there's several good places here in Murray, and I mean, I don't want to uh, pick anybody out right now and, and, and people mad at me because, I mean, there's a lot of good places here, and I haven't been to all of them yet, so I'm sure there's some that I haven't been to that, that are going to be uh, great as well, but Murray's got a lot of good good places to eat, and uh, we just, uh, I, like I told you earlier, it's a great place to live, and it's a great place uh you know, to, to coach football. Well, when I, when I, uh, my first stop in Murray or stopping when I get up there to Kentucky is Murray. 
Like that's my thing. Um, what's your best sports memory? Either we'll go live or in person first, and then we'll go not in person. Um, you know, probably I'd have to I'd have to at least say two in in a sense of, of personal because uh, coaching. You know, my son uh, at quarterback in the 2009 state championship, he was my quarterback in that in that group. And it was a special, special group. But uh, also when when your son is, is leading the the offense there, it was a it was, you know, big day for us to, to win that state championship. And then my my youngest son came along behind him and, and he's a twin and he's got a twin sister mm-hmm. and uh so in 2017, uh, he was a senior. She was the homecoming queen, and she was a cheerleader. And he was the middle linebacker for me. And my oldest son, who was my quarterback in 2009, was actually helping me coach at the time. Oh, wow. So winning that state championship that day was also very, very special because it was a family affair. And, and, uh, and it actually happened on, on my other daughter's birthday. So uh, it was it – was, uh, Real, real big, real big occasion for me. Where were you coaching then? At Union City Hospital. Okay, that's Tennessee. that's in Tennessee, right? Right. Okay. Um, what about non not in person? Uh, gosh, I don't know. That's that's a tough question. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but um. You know, you, you ask some really, really tough questions on a spur of the <laughs> moment like that. Because, hmm. you know, I'm, I'm leaning toward toward bowling since that's my name. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I figured that was a joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, I guess you know LSU's undefeated season was, was a big, big deal, big, big time. Then, uh, so excited are about you, that. Are you a Tigers fan? I am. I'm a Tigers fan, and now I'm a Tiger. So that's that's a, that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm a I'm a dog, and but I'm also a racer fan. So I understand. Um. Are you a coffee person? No, I'm not. I don't. I don't drink coffee. I'm, I'm wired up enough without it. <laughs> uh, I can figure. Well, Coach, I really enjoy getting to know you, and I really enjoy talking to you. Uh, I hope to talk to you later on in the season. And then good luck against the Lakers this weekend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. If people want to reach out to you and uh, find you on social media, where can they find you and the Tigers? Uh, Tiger football on Twitter. All right. Well, good luck tomorrow night, Coach, and I'll have I'll have this out soon for you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Coach. Mm-hmm.